tell you what, what we're learning here with a quick, quick introduction. We're actually learning an introduction as well, so. But um, the Rambam has a very famous introduction that he gives to the Mishnah, in Pirish Mishnahis. And he has a very famous introduction that he gives to Pirish Avas called Shmona Prakim. He also has a very famous introduction to the Parak Chelek, which is the last Parak in Sanhedrin. And um, it's famous because he writes in this introduction the 13 principles of faith that we're all familiar with, Animamans. You know, the Rambam formulated that, and most people don't know where he actually wrote it. It's not in Yad HaZarka, it's not in Mornavuchim, it's in Pirish Mishnayis. The Rambam's commentary on the Mishnah in the introduction to chapter Chelek. What's chapter Chelek? Chapter Chelek starts off with the Mishnah, Kol Yisrael Yisham Chet Everyone has Chet So if you want to know any Gemara that talks about Elam this is a Gemara. And people don't have Elam people don't believe in Mashiach, or people don't believe in Chesam Mesim. All these esoteric ideas in Judaism, people don't know, really know anything about, but they're kind of curious to know. It's all stressed here. And the Rambam, in his introduction, um, it talks a lot more about just... Um, the Yudhim the 13 principles, he, he gives a fascinating like perspective on Jewish philosophy. Right? And for sure, and highlighted the ideas of reward and punishment, which is a huge, huge idea people don't know a lot about. Um, what, what does it mean? What does Mashiach mean? What does Gan Eden mean? What does al mean? What does Chesem mean? What do these things mean? Definitions. Um, also, he talks about a lot of cru- crucial um, uh, perspectives in Judaism with regards to motivation, and lishma and shalalishma, you know, these are big ideas. To what, you know, why should we do mitzvahs? What's the motivation behind it? What's the proper motivation? And he has also dispersed through this wonderful essay. He has um, an, he touches, touches on other things like how to learn how to learn chazal. And he tells you there's three ways that people learn chazal: this way, that way, and these two guys are toast. And don't even don't even what I have to say. Um, as, and he says the third way is the proper way to learn chazal. So like a lot of things that are crucial for our Jewish worldview are discussed in this Rambam. And I, I found it fascinating when I learned to myself, so I thought we'd learn it here together. How say y'all? Yeah? Okay, by the way, I'm going to have to run down. And what's interesting here is that this is an introduction, but even the introduction has an introduction. Because if you look at, fast forward three pages, and you'll see on the right column, um, there's a one-sentence paragraph, which is which means, and now I'll start to speak with that that I intended to speak about. Everything that you told there is an introduction. So, um, so let's, let, let's let's start from the beginning. We'll read it. I'll read in Hebrew, translate in English, and uh, let's see what he says. Yeah? How are we doing? Go for it. Have a day. You should know. Kibalit HaTorah. The uh, people who learn Torah, they have different opinions. There's a disagreement as to the goodness that we get as a result of doing the mitzvahs. Everyone agrees that you do mitzvahs, you get good. Right? And conversely, and the, there's going to be bad right? punishment in some, in some form or the other if someone does not do the mitzvah or someone transgresses mitzvahs. But there's different, huge disagreements as to what the nature of this punishment and reward is. Machlokos rabbis, oh, there's so much disagreement. According to the differences of their intellect. There became a huge hodgepodge, a huge mess. It's un, lots of unclarity. Lots of, uh, uh, people, people don't know. It's shibush. 
You won't find anyone that has clarity in this issue. I think that Ram was talking in his times. It's for sure compounded in our times. People know these things. So he asked, ever try this tweet? What are we doing it for? They have no idea what the things even mean. Right? What does it mean? Just give definitions. We don't know. Um, and the Ram was interesting. Says that even in his times, even, even 900 years ago, this was common, prevalent. No one will find a davar shalim, a davar, a complete perspective on these issues. You can't find anyone. And now he says that there's such there's such disparity. There's five five different perspectives that people give. Katrishana, the first group of people, Soveris, Kiatova Hu Ganadin. That the good thing that happens to us is Ganadin. We all the term Ganadin, paradise, whatever you want to call it, Garden of Eden. And that's the ultimate goal according to this first group. It's a place that you eat and drink without any hard work. No stresses of life. Without toil. There's houses made out of uh, fine gems. And these uh, silk beds. And there's just wonderful rivers flowing with wine. And these uh, flavored Spices of oils, whatever. Wonderful, uh, transcendental, physical pleasures. And the bed, that's the good. Do mitzvahs, you get that. You want to get a, a ticket, a golden ticket into this wonderful place? Gotta do mitzvahs. And I physical pleasures now to get the physical pleasures. Oh, maybe, yeah. Vichiara, who got get him? And the bad, what conversely, what's the bad? It's, it's get him. Huh? Why not? What's what's spiritual? Eating, drinking, houses. Well, this is Ganadin. He's talking about Ganadin. The first group is taught said that Ganadin is the be- is is, is the uh, ultimate goodness, and it's a place of wonderful, just blissful. It's blissful spiritual physical pleasures. That's if you do good, if you do bad. Is that a true return where like you would get like you no longer have knowledge of good and bad? What do you mean? Are you different? Are you changed as a in, as a human? Yeah. I don't know. Why, why would you think so? I don't know. It's, you know, if if Gan Eden, the way Hashem created it would have been the, the ideal and the ideal reward, then wouldn't man in in Gan Eden be that same way? Oh, well, we know that Adam, Adam Adam or Adam was in Gan Eden and he was at the same place. It might be two different Gan Edens. It's not clear. So I don't know if it's the same place that is it a place on Earth that Cold Granada that we just don't have access to? Um, that's what it was by Adam, right? Yeah. It says that the you know, just took him from this part of the Earth and moved to that part of the Earth. I put this uh, flaming spinning sword in front of a Granada and can't get in. Seems like it's a place on Earth and obviously a place where there's challenges. Where there's, it, seems, it's, it, it seems to me that the, the argument here is that you know we were banished from Granada and then you know because of uh, transgression. And then rectify that, get back. Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people think, right? Yeah. And this sounds like I know that there's, you know, the Chabad has a song that they sing that there's when Mashiach comes, there's going to be candy growing on trees, which is a nice thing to do well, to tell I don't kids. I think it's so good because you get sugar rocks and like, <laughs> yeah, you don't get away from But the point is, is that this is a perspective that people have. V'chiara and the punishment who get it, who get it. Is a place that's burning with fire. 
they burn the corpses. People suffer from different pain and suffering. It'll take very long to describe the the, uh, the or the story or the story or the measure of their of the pain. And this uh, the, the people that hold this perspective, heavy raya al they brought a proof. From the words of Chazal, from the from from the Talmud, and from Psukim, Hatsav uh, of the of the of the Scripture, and the Pshat of, of of this Chazal or these verses seems to be in line with what these people believe. So he says, yeah, there is some, there seems to be some substantial evidence to this claim that Ganeidan is the ultimate pleasure, or Ganeidan is the ultimate. Uh, thing that we're striving for, and what it is, and what kind, what kind of is, and uh, you know, maybe we, in our life we should try to avoid that. That's the first opinion. Like like but it, I'm saying there's Jewish sources for this. I'm seeing 72 versions here. Well, it's physical pleasures. Huh? It's not spiritual pleasures. It's physical. Okay. So is there no is there no physical pleasure? Physical body. Okay, but is there no physical? Who says who says that who says the body is not part of the equation? Well, in the grand scheme I mean, of things. Final when it all comes back together is that what we're speaking about? The Ramam outlines here, but also in the end where he where he recalibrates everything and, and puts everything in, you know and he tells you what you actually should believe. The Ramam says that we're talking about the ultimate pleasure. Is amazing? That's one of the opinions that he rejects. <laughs> so this is the first opinion. First opinion says Ganeden, which is on one hand. Wonderful uh, physical pleasure. Conversely, if you don't do the mitzvahs, you get physical torture or torment, and uh, and and you know that's what it's all about. That's the first opinion. Kachnia, second opinion, second group. Tis borva tachshov would think shahatova miuchelas who yimos hamashiach. But the thing that we're looking for is yimos hamashiach. There's a mashiach. Meheira yigala should very speedily be revealed. V'chibosa di ahiyos. So what's going to happen then during that time? You be Adam Kulam Malachim, everyone's gonna be Malachim. Awesome. Kulam Chaim Bakaman Lad, everyone's gonna live forever. The Yidbu Bukomasam, they'll get very tall in their stature. The Yarbu, the Yatsmu, they'll get uh, multiply and get strong. Why are getting tall? If everyone's tall, what's the difference? Yeah, well, who cares? For a minute, I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe that's uh, that's part of the thing where there's no competition. You know, everyone, everyone's happy with what they have. Wonderful. Utopia. Maybe just Jews are so short. Everyone goes six foot, and you have to go down a little bit. And this Mashiach, this fellow who's Mashiach, according to the opinion of this group, will live um, with the help of the Almighty. During that time, the the, 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 the land will grow out of the land um, fully formed and weaved clothing. Wonderful. Velechem afu and baked bread comes as it comes out of the ground. Wonderful. Vedvarim harbakel shehemenim nos and lots of things which seem to be unlikely. Vichiara. Well, what's the bad? What's the negative? He shaloyeh adam matzimosaniyamim. You'll miss out. Right? You're not. You're barred entry. You don't get involved. Velo yistele rosam won't be able to see it. Vavir rabbi vedvarim rabbim mitzvim lachachamim uvertsuvim mikra yastim pshatam lamashim omarlo tsasam. And they'll bring proofs. Once again, they'll bring proofs from Chazal. From the words of the Talmud, the proofs also from 
psukim from scripture, which seems, at least at a superficial level, to seem to uh, corroborate either partially or fully with what they're saying. But again, it's a physical, physical pleasure. Seems like a physical pleasure. Right? Yes. Okay, what about the next one? Rikach Lishis. Tachshov. Ki atovo shenekavla l'tchesamesim. The thing that we're actually yearning for is called tchesamesim. Resuscitation of the dead. Vuhu. What's, what's the wonderful p- p- party of that? So a person will come back to life after he dies. And he'll hang out with his, uh, with his, with his relatives, and the people of his household. And he'll eat and drink, and he won't die. And the Ramadan throws in eat and drink, by the way, not to say that it's about eating and drinking, means he's trying to give an indication of what kind of life it is. It's normalcy, it's life with eating and drinking. It's physical life. Because, you know, this is one of the harbingers of all these groups is that there's a physical component to it. Mm-hmm. That's why the Ram tells you, oh, you'll come back to life, you'll hang out with your family, you'll eat and drink. Yeah. Why is it important to be eating and drinking? It's, you know, okay, I'm eating and drinking now. That's yeah. exciting. The point is, is that it has a physical nature to that reward. You'll never die. How wonderful is that? And what, so that if you do mitzvahs, you follow the word of Hashem, you do the Torah, you, you know, listen to the commandments, you get, you get you're able to party with your family, you'll never die. Wonderful. And the, and the bad, the negative, you'll never die, you'll never be resuscitated, you'll be, just be dead and remain dead. Uh, with other people that comes to life, everyone comes, everyone comes back to life, everyone's uh, part of the party. Yeah, you missed... Um, uh, we said the first group believed in, in Ganeidim, physical pleasure. Second group is Mashiach. They say Mashiach is, and Mashiach is also a measure of physical pleasure. Tchias HaMesim is the third one we're up to right now, and that is when people will um, come back to life and hang out with their family and eat and drink. And we pointed out that when the Ram says eat and drink, the Ram was trying to tell you that it's a physical, has a physical nature to it. It's a physical life. Is he trying, what's, he, what's exactly is he trying to do? Is he trying to solve the question of what happens after Right, he started off with the question of ultimate reward and punishment. What's the ultimate? Okay, this is an important thing because what the Rambam is going to do in the end, we'll see, is that he's not going to reject the idea of Mashiach or the idea of Ganadin or the idea of Tchisam Mason. He's not going to reject any of these ideas. What he's actually going to do is put them in perspective and say how they're not actually the ultimate. They're part, they're gravy, right? It's a nice thing to, to heap on, but it's not what, we really, what, what we're really striving for. And that's Lishma. And I'll explain what that means. But this group says that, 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 that the ultimate is Tchiesa Mesim. Uh, you get to live, you get to eat and drink, party. And if someone doesn't do the mitzvah, what's the punishment? You'll never come back after after you die. You will, everyone will be partying uh, back alive. You'll be dead forever. And these, this group brings proofs, multiple proofs from the words of the rabbis, the words of the sages, and verses from scripture, that the simple understanding Yorah will, uh, will, will point to Once again, this group also has something to hang their hand on from scriptural and Talmudic sources that seem, according to the simple understanding, to indicate that that, that the ultimate pleasure is what they think it is. That's the third group. What is the fourth group? This is an interesting group. Tachshov, <laughs> Kia Kavana, 
they will think that the intention that we will, get, will, we will attain with doing the mitzvahs, which is the resting of the body, and accomplishing the the worldly temptation, this world is accomplishing it. It's getting whatever you want. Appreciating our pleasures, physical yeah. pleasures. That sounds like a little bit like the book of the... That sounds terrible, Islam. right? Sounds like Islam. But no, this world. Not that's not next world. No, 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 nothing else has to happen. You don't know Mashiach, nor Ganathan. You have to be transported to any other place. You don't have to... So people are saying that this is the ultimate? Yeah. The, you you do mitzvahs, you get goodness. What's the goodness? You have to move Shomana Aratzos. You have lots of prosperity. Benachas and Rabbin, lots of stuff. Verov habanim, lots of kids, bears a goof and health, a shalom and peace, a betachan and security, all the wonderful things. The one thing that's changed in our society is it doesn't say lots of kids with all that. That yeah. takes away from the pleasure. Yeah. V'yosam melech miyisrael, v'yosam, and and they'll be a king over the Jews. V'yosam shalom al amish hatzar lanu will be in charge. We'll have our own state, maybe. V'arush tasigenu shenachbor al Torah hepachinena mele. And the bad, bad, the punishment if we reject the Torah is the opposite of that. Like we are today in the day of the Golos. You have Golos, you have misery, you have a hard time with your kids, you won't be happy. All the bad things. If you have view right, feast for us, and they will they once again this group brings a proof according to their Svara, we call them Rosh of Torah, all the Psychim of the Torah, Valkolos, and the the curses. We know two places in the Torah of the Tochacha, which says very clearly do the mitzvahs, wonderful, all the goodness, prosperity, health, happiness, and uh, all the good things that we want in life. You, you don't do the Torah. You have the you have the cloth. You have the curses. The curses. All oh, these terrible, miserable um, persecution, exile, right, pain, and Holocaust. And terrible things. So they bring proofs. Okay, the and the final, and they put mix it all together. And this is Vehim Harbe, and there's lots of people that hold on this. They bundle it all together. All these previous four things. And they'll be healthy. They have So they have Mashiach. Wonderful. They'll just mix it all together. That's the fifth opinion. But this wonderful insight. Rav used the term Nekudah Nefla a few times. It means it's like an amazing insight. Take attention when Rav says that. This thing, this wonderful, amazing point, Ritzoni Lomar, my intention is to say how Olam Abba, Olam Abba, the term Olam Abba, next world, Me'at Timtza, you'll find very few, Bishum Panim, Shiyala Alibo, the person will take this, this idea onto his heart, Someone will think about it or take this as a principle. Or people even to know what it means. People don't talk about this. This wonderful thing called Lama Ba. People don't think about it. People don't consider about it. People don't actually even understand what it actually means. Or people don't take this as a principle. This is something which is neglected. They don't know in Mutach is it is it the ultimate goodness? Oh, oh, or it, one of the previous themes is the Tachlis, or it's just a buffer between the Tachlis and what brings it to the Tachlis. We're contrasting Ganadin from Olamaba. We're contrasting all these previous themes from Olamaba. Olamaba, people don't know anything about it. Is it the ultimate goodness? 
is one of the previous things, one of these five things, five opinions brought earlier. Ganeidin, Mashiach, Chesa Mesim, wonderful Lama Zeh party, or all five of them together. Is that one of the tachlis? Is all about the tachlis? Is all about perhaps a buffer zone between uh, this and that? Into like a, 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 a you know, we have, we have no idea. I mean, all of the things in the first five are things that are just like you can you can imagine them. You know, like you can uh, uh, you, you have life experience to draw upon. You have life experience to draw upon. There's nothing you know in the next one. You don't know whether any of those are going to be involved mm. or whether it's going to be something completely. You know, you actually hit the nail on the head because the Rambam, in a, in, I think, in the next page will tell you, or in a few pages will tell you that people don't understand Alamaba just like a blind person doesn't understand color. And a deaf man doesn't understand sound. And it can't be understood. And you can't be, you can't understand it because you have no life experience to draw from. Unless you've experienced it, unless you've experienced it, you can't fully understand it. So you talk to a blind person and say, hey, what do you know about green? He says, well, green's luscious, red's vibrant, striking, and yellow is bright and cheerful. But they have no idea what to talk about. People told them that, but they have no idea what that even means. There's no way to describe it. There's no way to define it unless you've actually experienced that. Um, does he say why? Because you would be like if you're kind of encouraged somebody. Probably, to something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he does. I think he does. He, he does explain. Okay. Uh, now he gives a little jab. Well, people do ask. So people, he's like people waste their time with all these silly questions. What's the question? How did that people going to come up? Come up? Are they going to come out? They can be naked. What's going to be? They have a bunch of naked people crawling out of these graves. All of Ushamol, where they have clothing. Where their skin's going to be hanging off their face. <laughs> like all these silly questions. <laughs> Will they come alive in the same tachrichim, the burial shrouds that they had? Um, what age are they going to be? People ask, What's going to be with Sheikh Trumps? Will there be inequality? Or will the rich person and the poor person be equal? All these questions. Oh, or if during his day, the day of Sheikh, will there be a strong guy and a weak guy? People have all these silly questions. Oh, what about uh, reincarnation? So if a guy came back 17 times, well, which body does he does he employ? Uh that's a very insane. But it's 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 the point is it's 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 not it's the question is if, if you're spouses. This is what I always know. No, here's the big question. If you're reincarnated, this always drives me crazy. Yeah. Your Nishama comes back as a Gilgul. So you don't have any memory of the previous life. So when you're in Olam Haba, which life identity do you associate with? Oh, you associate with all of them. What does that mean? That's beyond comprehension. Olam Haba? What is it? Who says you associate with any life experience? Number two, right? You're, you're, you're three, you'll be with your family. Well, that's amazing. But that means you have a body. But we have to believe somehow that there's, there's reward and punishment. So we in this world believe I will receive reward. This identity of me will receive reward. Or this Who is this identity? What, what do I care if, I was, don't, if I'm not me? What do I care what happens in the next world? You're saying, so, so you're saying, how can you possibly get reward and punishment without a body? Is that a question? Yeah. It's a very question. selfish thought. It's a very good question. I, I think it is a very good question. But we use reward and punishment through mitzvahs and avaras to, to encourage us. So let's be real. Like the, but the, isn't it like your neshama is, is separate from you? Mean let's say the idea of Google, like if the idea is to be closer to Hashem at a very spiritual level, 
your neshama expectation, you're raising your neshama in Shemayim in a place that is that transcends all this stuff. So but let me go back to what you just said. This is a very good point. It might be selfish, but let's be honest. When you do stuff in this world, you're doing it because you believe you'll be better than the next world. But if it's not you, if it's like some remnant of your soul, but not your cognizant memories of who you are and your identity, what am I doing? That drives me crazy. But I don't understand what the problem is. The problem is that you have memories and that you have, yeah, you, you, have an idea you are your. Who you are. You work so hard in this world to do the right thing. Why? If you're never even going to reap the rewards of it as, as this identity with this with this awareness. You have an awareness of who you are. Yeah. But the conscious, I think, is is your neshama. Okay. So when you're a, that's my question. So when you're a Gilgal and you're somebody else and you can't remember this life, which life are you going to identify with in the next world? A totally different person that doesn't remember. It's a problem. I'm sorry. Maybe you can get around it, but I don't hear it. Uh, you have such a happy life, Eric. Are you saying I should just give it up? We'll have to see exactly what this means. We, we have to... We're gonna, you hear the question? The, I hear the question, and we don't know. You see, your question is, when we have this pleasure, what kind of identity do we have? That's the question. See, is it me having Who's you? Who, you know? You, so if you're saying... hundred years ago, there was another. There was a guy who was even more handsome than you. Who was you who was saying, who's this guy, Eric, who I'm going to be in a hundred years so from now? why work so hard in this world? I'm not saying I'm going to stop doing it, don't get me wrong, but you hear the question? <laughs> what do you mean? In other words, if I'm not going to, if you work for me, let's you're, say you're, you're, you're hypothetically, you're, 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 you're saying how is the reward if, if it's not applied to you? Right. Why, why work so hard if you're never going to reap the rewards? What, what you're saying is, it's not really a reward or a punishment. If it's not you, to the, to the, to the thank you. Being that's what I'm saying. You can't put any clarity on that. Um, I, I think this actually, what you're asking is about what do we mean when we say you? Do we mean your body or your soul? Or perhaps it's like a confluence, some coagulation of the two. There's some sort of touch point, which is you. He, he's, saying, he's saying there's got to be some touch point or sort of connection between the awareness of who he believes himself to be in order for it to be either a reward or a punishment. That's right. That's what I'm saying. The Gemara compares your body as to a... There's other comparisons that are used as well, but the Gemara, the Gemara compares the body, Gemara compares the body and soul to be uh, the body being blind and the soul being lame. So the soul cannot accomplish things because he's lame, but he's the vision. But it so so the Gemara, the, the muscle of the Gemara. That the body is is the lame person. I'm sorry, the soul is lame. You know, but it has the vision, it sees everything, but I can't do anything about it. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the tool to act upon its vision. And the body is blind, has actually no vision, but it's able to accomplish what it means. So 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 the example given is a lame person and a blind person were contracted to watch a field. I mean, guard, you know to be a guard on the field. And um, they're sitting there and they say, the, the, the lame person says, oh gosh, look at these wonderful trees that I see. Maybe you give me a ride, a piggyback ride, and I'll direct you right, left, right, left. Hey, hello, you know. And would you eat, eat, eat the fruits? Oh, it's a horse and a ride, I'm not sure. A horse and a ride, I'm not sure. This is the, the Gomer uses. And they climb, he gives them a ride, and he says, oh, make a right, make a left, and eventually they get to the trees, eat up all the trees. And comes back, 
the owner of the field, which is in this example, the Almighty. And he says, well, what happened to my trees? And the lame person says, look at me, I come with them kind of garment. I'm lame. Right? The other guy says, look, I couldn't even see them, I'm blind. So that's the, the example of the body and the soul and how they in, interact. So if, in this case, the, the soul is the lame person or the lame entity but that has all the vision, maybe the um, you know the soul is the receptacle for all the memories. And for, oh, I assume it is because you don't have a body when you go to the next world. The point is, though, we'll, you're still not, we're still not answering the question. The soul, this my soul today here, my neshama, okay, has an awareness. That's what makes me alive, okay? The chiyas of my soul has, I do, I do, I'm motivated by Torah, Torah to Shemiksav, right? Um, to do mitzvahs and to avoid averus, like it says in Mesil Shashar, because I want to sit in the palace in the end, at the end. That's what Mesil Shashar says. I read it, I try to read it a lot, don't read enough. Um, if this neshama, this awareness, is never going to reap the rewards of that. But who says that the awareness is not going to reap the so rewards? I'm saying that's my original question to you. If you are a Gilgal neshama, and we know they exist, this my neshama could be reborn as someone else that has no memories of me. Okay. Who is going to? Is there going to be eighteen no. different? I'll tell you what wait, happens. Wait, at, I'll tell you what happens. Core, at its core, well, I'm going to guess. At its core, your neshama probably is the same. Right in each incarnation, your experiences might be different, but at, at its core, it's probably the same. And as a result, you know the the detail that you're married to Joanna Pines and your kids, you know, uh, are who they are. And your employees, and your employees are who they are. Those are details. Those are just details. And the reward that you would be getting would be the same reward regardless of those details. But would I even know it's my reward? Does this Eric in this world, is, is it going to know that it's a reward in the next world? That's what I'm struggling with. Well, when yeah, whenever, whenever the reward, Eric's there. The point with the Gildrill the the is that the first iteration of Eric didn't do what it needed to get there. So it was power washed. And all the memories were wiped away and freshened up and put it into Eric. And it's going to accomplish. And who cares about those other previous iterations of you? They failed. That's what you're around. So you're saying if so, if who, you're not successful the, enough the, to get the lama, and you become you lose the the cop, you lose your basically memories of that world, that your identity in this world. Hence, that's probably why it's a pretty painful experience. Well, it's not painful. It doesn't even exist. You hit, you hit the uh, no, but it's you painful. Don't know you lost it. Well, no, but it's painful for you as as the person who has all those memories and you cherish like your conscious here's the question and your bastion of life experience and they say, oh, you're about to forget it all. But, but if the, if that, hold on, hold on. But if that's the case, we're not, we're not just talking about rewards. We're talking about punishments too, right? So if if you're if you're wiped clean rather than being punished, what are the punishments? For? Right, there's no rehabilitation as we were to say yesterday when we were talking about criminal law. There's no rehabilitation. Though. Well, I mean... The, Punishment is not necessarily rehabilitation. I mean, a lot of these theories that he's talking about are final theories. You're when you're dead, you're dead. You're, you're not but coming that's not back. My, as, but that's not my you know, understanding. Like, it, it, it's a final about. punishment. Like you know, so the, the, the question is, is that if, if you're really just going to be power washed and 
you know, uh, um, between the dying. You, you, you know, then then, then you're, you're basically given a free pass to fail over and over again until you finally make it. So it must be the power washing is very bad. And it must be that between between dying and power washing, there's more bad stuff going on behind the moment. Like, no, what I'm saying is that so that then then it might be a disproof of all the theories that are final for punishment, and a proof of theories that are not final. I don't know why we have to talk about reincarnation. Like, who's because saying, it's a riot against the Rambam. The Rambam famously no doesn't hold of reincarnation. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't no. hold. Me yeah. Well, no. oh, that helps. I never knew that. I thought everyone held that. No. Yeah, the Rambo famous famously doesn't hold. Okay, that. so I never knew that. That's really I have so zero we're all original background, so I would not know these things. Yeah, so we all have zero. Like zero um, is it, we're all in the original show. <coughs> that's what the Rambo would say. Uh, so I would love to see that next time inside because I. That, 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 that it's well known. It's uh, it's well known. Oh, it's not that I don't trust you. Yeah, I'm curious where it is. All right, we should probably. Okay, so um, so let's just recap what we have. We're, which we we're on a mission. We're trying to figure out what the Jewish perspective is of ultimate reward and punishment. We have what the Rambam introduced five, five and really six ideas: Ganeden, um, Mashiach, Olam Hazeh partying, uh, a mixture of all five, a fusion of all five, and lastly, he says that Olam Abba doesn't talk about people, not about it, people ask questions about, it. and people just waste their times with silly questions of, you know, what kind of uh, dress am I wearing when I come at Chesamesim, at my grand entrance? What is my body And next week he's going to say a mushal. But he's going to actually leave it to us to draw the initial parallel. He'll, he eventually will get back to it. But you'll read this mushroom and your eyes will pop out of your brains. I don't know. Okay, we'll see everyone next week.